0: record on the the YouTube tonight
1: oh yeah I know it's hard
0: hey okay, it's like we're struggling with the YouTube with the YouTube
1: oh my goodness so we had a we it's did, really
0: because we, we we had to update our computer we had to get a new computer which and, we have that now yes but in the process Amazing. it just kind of messed up our last video so yeah YouTube's coming again also
1: I think I th- well we, we put a clip of our last YouTube video out which was good um but like we had an entire like you know over an hour of content i mean we put it up on the podcast like you can listen to on apple and stuff
0: yeah but youtube
1: but we were looking forward to doing that but i recorded it in the wrong format and i tried like literally everything i could think of to get it over to my computer to edit it in my software and it just it, didn't ha- work. it just it wasn't it wasn't gonna work but anyways
0: so. we apologize for taking a week off we um had caught the stomach bug while we were on vacation. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. And then um last week it was just crazy. It was crazy busy. Yeah. We um we celebrated Passover.
1: Last week was nuts. And
0: then our pastors were out of town, so we covered like the whole service mm-hmm. with kids church and worship and pre service meetings. We and watched prayer. their son too. We watched their son too. Which
1: was which was fun. It was
0: fun. And then um, I also had to work the whole week. So yeah. it was kind of crazy. And we, Saturday there were a couple nights Sunday we're like, nuts. we're going to do it tonight. We're going to do it tonight. And then that the night would roll around yeah. and we were like, oh no. And then last night we were like, we are going to do it tonight. And we went to start recording and Tyler was like, you gonna do it tomorrow. <laughs> so, Gosh, it's tough. but we're back at it. So And
1: I think, well, we may have to figure out a different way to do the video. Cause like, I want to keep doing the video, but it's just, it's difficult. It takes a long time to like edit it and stuff so maybe we'll start doing just lives or something like that i don't know we'll see
0: or we'll just do videos something separate
1: yeah maybe so we'll
0: do our podcast podcast and then we'll do our videos yeah that's a good idea something separate something separate so a little something something for y'all
1: okay that's enough (laughs) um but anyways yeah but but, like this past weekend was was really great like Mm. we did something different on saturday that i had never done before and uh, that was we celebrated.
0: Uh, we hosted a seder dinner a for seder Passover. Dinner.
1: What is a seder dinner, baby?
0: Um, and it was it was so beautiful. And the only other one I've ever done was when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. My mom's friend, he is Jewish. He mm. um, is a messianic Jew. He he hosted it for us at our church. But okay. this was the first time. So
1: for those out here who don't know, what is that?
0: We celebrated. So it's the celebration of Passover. The okay. seder dinner. Um, where <laughs> it's an <in, laughs> it is in remembrance of um the Jews coming out of of Egypt. Egypt the Israelites actually coming out of out yeah. of Egypt. Um but then you see that the Lord says for them to continue yeah. um with that with the feast of Passover yeah. with the remembrance of it. And then mm-hmm. you even see in in the scripture that Jesus yeah. himself um mm-hmm celebrated it continued it and that's where he actually instituted the last supper and um communion communion and all of that was during passover right and oh my gosh like when you read about it like all the different things that you do all the different i I wouldn't call it rituals but
1: yeah
0: i don't know what other word to use for it but the different things in the ceremony that you do oh my goodness everything put really just it um points to jesus and We were weeping like the whole night. I mean, from the very beginning, you could just feel the presence of the Lord. And and every little, every little thing we would do, we'd be like, oh, that's Jesus. And we would just start crying. And it was beautiful. It was so much fun. We really enjoyed it. The food was good. The fellowship was amazing we ended crazy. the night in yeah. prayer for the salvation of Israel. Yeah, and that was awesome. It was just powerful. Such a beautiful night. If you've never done it as a Christian, you have to. You have to. I would I would find you have um, to. You have to. I would find <laughs> Christian resources to use mm-hmm. um and it's just it's just powerful.
1: Yeah, there like you said there's so much Jesus in this uh you know, might even just say Jewish tradition that is not Christian, you know? Um cuz like every year there are thousands millions however many jews around the world who do this seder meal obviously ours we had a like kind of like a messianic christian version so like jesus thrown in there but even if you did a just strictly jewish version um of it with no like they don't believe jesus is the messiah all this sort of stuff
0: he's still there he's oh my still goodness. in it and
1: like just I'll give you one example it's like the best example I love this part the yes and so at one point during the meal and like there's like she said there's a bunch of steps and it's kind of like telling the story of you know coming out of Egypt and all this stuff but in the middle of the meal there's this like random thing and you have um uh oh my goodness what's it called the bread the matzah. the matza bread oh my goodness yeah so matzo bread you have matzo bread you have three sheets of matzo bread wrapped in three separate white linen towels and then in the middle of the meal you take the middle of the three so there's three you take the middle one remove it from the other two (laughs) you take it from the linen thing the wraps you break it then you place it back in the linen wraps and then you go hide it you go bury it somewhere in the house and then later on, after the whole meal is done, you allow children to then go and try to find the last piece, that, that that piece of missing bread of the three. When they bring it back, it says it has a new name and it's renamed Afikomen, which means redeemed. And then that piece of bread is then the, the child gets like a piece of silver or something. So it's paid for, it's bought. And it's brought back to the other three, reunited, and then you eat. Every single Jewish, I mean, Christians, if you're listening to this, you know exactly what this is representing. This is Jesus of the Trinity being taken, broken, being bought with a price, and like coming back. Jewish households across the world this year, like it was Saturday night, right? Mm -hmm. They all did this and they are prophesying like jesus messiah like it's clearly so when jesus says you have eyes but you do not see and in the scriptures you think there's life but the scriptures speak of me this is what he's talking about and this is why it was so like mind-boggling that the pharisees just could not Mm -hmm. see this thing
0: it the the um the resources that we have it says that the the greek word for afikomen is often used is is dessert basically yeah but they said there is another greek word that is so similar they believe that it was the original intent which means the one we have waited for and the fullness of time has returned yes and um what happens when the kid brings back the offikomen, it's traded for a piece of silver and um it's basically the offikomen is paid for yeah and it's just so powerful. And, and um, a lot of scholars believe that that is the part because this has been happening since since Passover has been instituted. instituted. It's not something that we have instituted. It's right. been happening. Thousands even even in Jesus' day, the athikomen yeah. was a part of the ceremony.
1: This is what he did at the Last Supper. Right. And this was s- the and Last so Supper, was the, Passover, the, Seder meal.
0: Um, scholars believe that this is the part of the Seder meal when she, when the afikomen was brought back, that is when Jesus said, this is my body.
1: This is is my body. Right.
0: After the one that was returned, the one that they believe is, is called the one we have waited for. And the fullness of time has arrived. That is the one that he broke and said, this is my body. So it was just so powerful. And one of the other things that, um, that really just hit me was, um, when you're talking about the lamb and we know Mm. that, um, the blood of the lamb that's yeah. spread out or that's put on the doorpost right. in between it represents the blood of Jesus. But it was the part about, um, the lamb being, um, where they take the lamb. before. Stop just staring at me. Help me. Oh,
1: oh, <laughs> uh, and they get it inspected before the priest. Yes. yes.
0: Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, you mean,
1: you mean talk about it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So like, um, and you've read this in your Bible, like that, in order for them to sacrifice a lamb, it had to be pure and spotless, and it had to be taken to the temple to be inspected by the priests, right? And so, like, they would make sure there's no spot or blemish, make sure the people aren't bringing some sort of bum lamb or whatever. And one of the things they talk about in the, in the material that we had was that um, during— so Jesus and his disciples come to Jerusalem— the week of Passover, like the week he is killed. Like we, I think you all know this is that that's the week of Passover. Okay. That's why there's so many Jews in Jerusalem. That's why we just had Palm Sunday. They're laying. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about what's going on all there. Oh, They're laying it's. their palms. Yeah, I got it. They're laying all their palm branches on the, on the ground. All this, so week of Passover. So you have to imagine there are tons and tons and tons of people who are bringing their lambs to the temple to be inspected by the priests Okay, and so that they will see there is no spot or blemish. It's, it's all good, whatever. It is completely reasonable and actually like a, a fact. You want to take it?
0: Yeah, it just says while the priests were examining the Passover lambs of Bethlehem in the temple, Jesus, who was born in Bethlehem, was also being examined by the high priest. Like the <laughs> the lambs were being examined by yeah. the high priest and yeah. jesus the spotless lamb that was yeah. born in bethlehem was also being examined by the high priest yeah it's like he when he goes they, when before they, yeah. pontius Pilate, right and he says hey i, I find no, no fault, fault. No, no, defect. no defect in yeah. him i like Crazy. i lost it when yeah. we read that part because i'm yeah. like wow like
1: literally it like he is it's not just a silly saying or some cute little analogy that we bring from the bible about like oh he's the spotless lamb for us like he literally was mm. he took it so serious that he choked tro- cuz he orchestrated all this he he is the chess player he created the chessboard like he orchestrated this that he would be inspected while it's so important to him during, it's crazy during this
0: during, the season, during the
1: other lambs being inspected and
0: then it says that you wow. know during the same time that they were being slaughtered inside yes. the city he was he was being yeah hung on a tree slaughtered yeah. outside of the city
1: what's crazy about that is like when you read levitical law in, in in leviticus there was a lamb you would take two you would take one that would uh be inside that would that would take the blood of the people and stuff and we could even maybe see that like when he is uh, flogged inside the city that his blood ran for the remission of sin. like Stripes for our healing, iniquities and stuff. But it said another one would be taken outside the city gates. And this one would be for, basically for like the enemy to have his way with. Like for for, for the wrath of the enemy to be put on him. For like the, the sin offering. It, it, some people call it the scapegoat, but oftentimes it was a lamb. And so um, that like Jesus was crucified outside of the city to take like the brunt of the fourth of the wrath. It was for the wrath. Um, Because that sin, that what it says was, all the sin of the people will be placed upon that lamb, and it had to be put outside the city because it was so unholy, and literally that's what happened with the Lord because He took all of our sin. Mm -hmm. The Lord even like we even hear that the Father like turns His back, you know, Lord, why are you forsaking me? It's just crazy. He it matters so much to Him that he would orchestrate all this to like line up. There's just so many levels that he is.
0: He's such a God of like detail Mm. and order. And it's just so beautiful. Yes, It's so beautiful. But I just, I don't know. I always feel so full during this season. Just remembrance. And just seeing how how much he pays attention to detail. How much he cares about the details and the little things and the big things. And he's just so... He's just so perfect.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, I don't know. I was, it was amazing to watch you. Tyler wore his little um, <laughs> talit, his little <laughs> Jewish prayer shawl. Thing, yeah. And um, it was so cute. I'm not gonna lie. i was <laughs> like looking at you Aww. like, oh, he's handsome. But Thank um, you, baby. it was precious. At one point in the night, at the very beginning, we opened. We were just worshiping, waiting uh-huh. for. There was really bad traffic, and so we were trying to give time for some of our people to get there. And um, we were singing. And we're singing an old song and I look over and Henry has his little, (laughs) yeah, Henry has his little eyes closed and his little hands up and he's singing the song and I know that he doesn't know this song. So he's like making up the words as he goes, (laughs) but I could just see on him that he felt the Lord. And I Mm -hmm. asked him later and he's like, I was just talking to God in my mind, mommy. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like (laughs) I was just, I was so moved by the Lord during, during that. It's awesome. Well, what are you want to talk about tonight well it's holy week
1: I know so that happened Saturday night Sunday morning Palm Sunday like um, maybe we can get the audio and we can post that to Revivalist because um, like I don't know if I want to go through the whole thing here oh yeah but I would love to from I would, your message on Sunday yeah, yeah like so I got to preach on Sunday because um, our pastors were out of town they actually went to Upper Room this week and got to be ministered to and that was awesome um, and so me and Tiffany kind of led the service and uh we, uh, I, I wanted to talk about Passover and what kind of the significance of it, because like I opened up my message saying if 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 many of you are like me, Passover is this weird holiday. Palm Sunday. Palm, sorry, Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday and Passover. Two P's getting mixed up. Palm Sunday is like you know this weird Sunday where. Uh, they give you a palm branch and like you're just like i don't really know what to do with it I hope there's no bugs on it or whatever and you're cutting your finger on the palm branch or whatever and like you just don't know what it's about you wave them and the kids come in sing a song wave them in your face and stuff you don't really know what it is maybe if you're really spiritual you know that jesus did some sort of like riding in the in the city on a donkey and people laid some branches down you have no idea what what's happening the crazy thing is Palm Sunday is the culmination of a 483-year-old prophecy given to Daniel. And, uh, like, I don't want to go through it all tonight because I think we just got some other stuff we want to hit on. But I really want to be able to post that 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 message because I just walked through the prophecy. walk through the entire, like, prophetic thing and how Jesus literally fulfills this crazy prophecy to the day. To the day. That it needs to be fulfilled, and it's just incredible. Um, and so, yeah, we got to talk about that on Sunday. Um, it's just awesome. A lot of people got some ministering, like healing and stuff like that that day. It was just great. Um, but yeah, you, I see you pulling something up real no, quick. I was, to, no, I was just looking at okay. the different
0: days of Holy Week and the significance. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I love this time of year almost as much as I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, I just always. I'm so um, just. Thankful. Yeah. So very thankful because I know who I was without him and some Whew. and even sometimes I still feel like, man, I do not deserve Yeah. I do not deserve the love um that he gives me. But I'm yeah. so thankful. So yeah, what do you wanna what do you wanna I go? think <laughs>
1: tonight um it would be really cool to finish out our like little three part series thing on uh the nature of your salvation. So like if you can remember remember the last couple uh, podcasts, we have been going through what it me- what it meant sorry, let me fix my chair real quick, what it meant for you to be to be saved. I'm not let me let me fix it real quick. There we go. okay, that's better. And so basically, um, the premise is this is that so many people in their life because like our, our, our podcast is about revivalists and becoming a revivalist and i really believe that like there's so many people in the church who have the potential to live a lifestyle of revival and like pursuing the lord i'm i'm seeing it now with people in my life like they're just being turned on to jesus and it's amazing um and it, i asked the lord i said what's what is the reason why people are just not pursuing him passionately you know we look at Somebody, I mean, I've been saying this so much lately, but when they be- first become a Christian, they're so on fire. And then 15 years later, they're barely warming a seat. Like, what happens in that time? And one of the things he told me was, he says, they f- they have forgotten what they have been saved from, what they have been saved into, and what they have been saved unto. And, like, when you become a, a Christian, in those first couple of days, you are, like, acutely aware of your brokenness and your sin, just like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And you just were, and you were, you're so aware of his grace. And like, it causes you to burn for him because mm-hmm. you, it's really real. And then just like with anything, like you get, it's like when you get a new house, right? We were, we went and go look at houses today and like property and stuff like that. <laughs> and so it's ordinary. like, I know, we're, hey, come on. You're the hot you, mess. <laughs> Jehovah Jireh. Uh, uh, you know, when you get a new house or something like that, or a new car, it's like, wow, this is amazing. Like, and you love it. Like, I'm never going to get old of this. I remember when we first got our house and in bushnell you know, we were like that it's like oh my goodness this is the best thing in the world and a year and a half later it's just like your old wrinkly house you know it's it just, was it was amazing
0: that, it the just things becau- that looked brand new and beautiful well i mean at even just
1: point. the 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 newness of it you know mm-hmm. like it's bright and shiny in your mind and then it eventually just becomes like you know just old thing and i think that's what happens with our christianity like our walk with the lord is in the beginning it's so vivid but because we just don't really steward it well I think it just becomes dull and kind of like mundane. And the Lord is saying, kind of like he's told Israel, he says, do not forget what I did bringing you out of Egypt. It's really important. Do not forget what I did. And so we want to just bring you back to the moment. Yeah,
0: we started with talking about the fallen state. And then last week we talked about the blood or the last episode. We talked about the blood of Jesus. And so
1: we want to bring you back to like what happened. In that salvation experience. Like take you back to like what was really going on in that moment. And maybe it can spark so what are you looking at a little picture of yourself? No, don't. Oh, okay. I'm multitasking. Okay, multitasking, I got you. Um, and so yeah, like she said, last uh, two weeks ago we talked about your fallen state, like what you were as a sinner far from God. Um, our last one, which was one of my favorite ones we've done so far, we talked about the blood, what it looked like mm-hmm. for Jesus to die for you and his blood to cover you. And some of the symbolism of the blood in the old and new Testament. And today we want to talk about, and we don't have any time on this. We're just going to talk until we feel like we're done. We want to talk about what you've been saved unto. And that is the new man. Mm. Cause I think this is where a huge disconnect comes. It's like, you Even in the beginning, you know that you're fallen, you feel the blood, but then like there's this transition to like living the renewed life, the renewed mind. Sometimes we
0: just don't like step into the new creation. Like we almost, we stay kind of thinking that we're still like broken and um, like obviously we want to remain humble and remain aware of our need for the Lord. But we also have to know that like we are not that old person and even in the old testament the lord says or the word says that when when the death angel passes by the house with the Mm. blood he won't he he doesn't even look inside the house to see who's in there he sees the blood right it's such a picture of what the lord sees when he looks at us he's he doesn't look and go okay yeah i see the blood of jesus but i also see yeah, old tiffany he sees the blood and he just Some, the sometimes sun. that yeah. we get we we get like, yes, we're aware we need him, we need him. We're so broken before him and um we come to him, but then we kinda just stay there and we're like, I'm just this this broken person yeah. who who is in complete need of him, but we never move on. We never graduate yeah. into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. We never Take our place as sons and daughters, yeah. and as friends, and as lovers. Or- we stay, stay, orphans. stay orphans.
1: Yeah, or like I think, and like I totally agree. And we we should talk about Just trying that.
0: to be careful because I want to be honoring and loving. But no,
1: it's okay. Like, um, but I think another thing that happens is people are saved but because of that like i think the biggest thing for people not stepping into the new man or their new identity is the orphan spirit right mm. cuz the opposite of the orphan spirit would be the spirit of adoption mm-hmm. the spirit of sonship of daughter of daughterhood daughterhood daughtership i don't know daughterness
0: it's okay we get to be brides
1: okay whatever brides um so <laughs>
0: brides and sons
1: um yeah so like that orphan spirit is the biggest thing and like i think the enemy comes really cl- i remember this you remember um I won't give his last name, but Matt. do you remember Matthew? Mm -hmm. One of the guys who got discipled and saved in our last church? Mm -hmm. Remember him? Mm -hmm. (laughs) A really funny thing happened. I I was
0: thinking of a student, and I was like, no, 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 not him.
1: Uh, So this happens to a lot of people. This guy got saved in our last church, and he was just radically transformed. It was amazing. And he had like two weeks of just amazingness, like Lord providing. A lot of you can probably sympathize with this or like relate to this that just his life was butter for like two weeks and like I remember talking to him on the phone and some stuff started to happen in his life like that was kind of hard and he said he was just talking like man I'm kind of struggling like I, I the Lord's just been really like doing a lot of good stuff and it's been providing and I've been having a great you know it's just everything's been great but I've been really struggling lately and I said you know I've seen this a lot with a new believer that they'll have this period and two weeks seems about right. This little bubble of like just divine. um I don't know, almost think of like an egg, like you're in this eggshell of protection, but eventually the Lord and almost himself breaks that, that shell of protection and starts to allow the enemy to come into your life. And what I think he's doing, he's testing what he did. He starts to test some of the things that he deposited in you. And I said, Matthew, this is just your opportunity, bro, to like, say, okay, is what the Lord did to me real? It's been easy for a couple of weeks. He's allowed me to like learn some things and to feel some things and to whatever, step into some stuff. And now it's like, okay, let's put the rubber to the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people fail that test. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because there's an orphan spirit, orphan mentality, and we just kind of go back to the same old, same old. Uh, troubles come, uh, stuff happens, bills pile up, whatever and we go back to the same, like, oh my goodness, I, the Lord's not going to provide. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be whatever, instead of like trusting in what He's done. And He had an opportunity, and like, I don't really know how He stewarded His heart, um, but like a lot of people don't do it well. You mm-hmm. know, they just fall away completely from the faith, or they kind of just like die inside a little bit, mm-hmm. and they and just become mundane. And
0: there's a lack of the renewing of the mind too, oh, yeah, because the renewing of the sure. mind is. The number one way, in my opinion, oh yeah, to to break strongholds. Yes, and we know from studying inner healing and and other things that a stronghold yeah. is really these thought patterns that we yes. have have created in our mind from years right. and years and years of thinking a certain way, and now we have these strongholds built up in our mind. And so, when troubles come, you revert back to that way of thinking rather yep. than renewing your mind and putting on the mind of Christ and taking on His thoughts and and all of that. Um, so they go really hand in hand, the, yeah. the strongholds and then the orphan spirit. And, and I've, I've, I've even had people tell me like, well, the Lord wouldn't allow you to be tempted and tested like that. The Lord. And I think Who of, said that? I've had, I want to, I want I'm names. not going to say no, names, but funny. I think <laughs> about like Job, and I'm like, okay. Oh yeah. So the Lord would, or I'll give you one better. The scripture says that the Holy Spirit himself led yeah. Jesus into the yeah. wilderness to be tempted and tested. Yeah. Like, why do we think we're above yeah. temptation and trial and, and testing of our faith? Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. I do believe like, I have to believe that Jesus like modeled the Lord's will, mm-hmm. um, and that he healed every affliction. So like,
0: and so that he do was I tempted know? in every way. Right. Like so every- do I
1: know whether like sickness comes from him or not? I like to think that it doesn't, but I know this, that he will allow things. hmm. I also know that it is his will to heal. Does it mm-hmm. always happen? No. But I mean, if I if I if I don't know if a person's meant to be healed or not, then I'll have double-mindedness when I come into healing praying for them. Mm-hmm. However, you will be tempted. Mm-hmm. If Jesus is perfect theology like we say, he was hit, he was beaten, he said that if they persecute me, they'll persecute you. He he was mocked, he was scourged, he was tempted, like he was attacked like demonically. All this stuff. He lived a rough life. Mm -hmm. And you look at his disciples, the ones we like praise and like look up to, look at Paul's life. Mm -hmm. Craziness. Like just lived a hard life.
0: Well, I also see like David, like, yeah, I know that he was before the time of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but the word is very clear that he was a man after God's own heart. And I believe that he had the spirit, the way he worshiped, he had the spirit. And so... But you see like, it's almost like he's bipolar mm. a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. he's, like, Psalms, the, yeah. he's like in the presence of the it's Lord like, I can relate. <laughs> after the heart of God. And yeah. yet like every other verse, he's like, I'm so depressed mm-hmm. basically. Yes. And like the Lord allows things sometimes. He allows it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't believe he causes it because then why did Jesus come to break the curse? Right. But and I destroy do, the works of the devil, I yeah. do believe that he allows it because yes. it, it produces something. Yes. It produces. It produces our necessity for him. Yes. It it produces our dependency upon yeah. him.
1: Paul talks about trials producing character, which produces faith. And so, like, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'll just be real. Like, one of the discussions you and I have been having uh, lately is just about our living situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if
0: you're coming in late, we live in a fifth wheel. We
1: live in a fifth wheel, and okay? we're coming up
0: on nine months
1: nine months in a fifth wheel and three of those months we lived in a really tiny trailer yeah, but 19, that's another conversation yeah it's a whole catch the first episode to get the feel and so like um i mean it's been harder on you than it's been on me mm-hmm. but even for me it's like in the last couple weeks it's been like wearing on me a I'm little bit weary a being little claustrophobic bit. Yeah. just being like okay like is this ever gonna like, I think, change i think
0: it's because like the weather was beautiful and so we we're like yeah. kicking our kids out for like hours at a time and, and like we, we would leave the windows open and the doors open and like mm-hmm. it was beautiful but now it's hot and so we're like it's well, hot. we want to be inside because it's too hot to be outside but and it's actually it's not cooling tough, down man. enough inside and so we've been getting a little like stir crazy and
1: yeah and I used to say something I used to say like you know oh I know Tiffany's struggling but like hey I'm just a little country boy like I can do this it's not hard I could stay in this for a long time whatever and like when it started getting hard I'm like dang I thought I was supposed to be good. Mm -hmm. And it was beginning difficult. And I was journaling with the Lord. And He's just really speaking to me about this. And one of the things this this morning, I was journaling, writing something down. I just wanted to share it. And I'm sharing this to say that this, is that this stuff never stops. Mm -hmm. This trial is not just for the first couple years, months, whatever, as a new Christian. This is going to be something that you will be facing your entire life. And so don't just think like, oh, I've mastered the orphan spirit. Like I'm a son. Like you will be, you will be renewing your mind every single day. One of the things the Lord showed me um, this morning was he said, okay, you have done the, you have done it in your own strength for nine months, and now you're coming to the end of your strength. Mm-hmm. He said, now it's time to start relying on me.
0: I came to the end of my strength a lot. Yeah, you, you, you,
1: you were very weak. Um, <laughs> no, but he's like, now it's time for me to lift you up, and he uh, is super cheesy very uh hobby lobby scripture but like it was just what he told me he says it's time for like me to lift you up and you to like fly on eagle's wings and like to be weak and like you pray for grace and pray for strength and stuff and because I, I was like lord okay lord that sounds great how do i do that mm-hmm. and he's like just pray just ask me to help you ask me to give you grace to live in, oh, hate in your... those
0: kind of answers and i like, hate oh, them like, just pray well, I don't want to pray. Like, I, <laughs> I want answers. I, I want to answer, Lord. I want a step-by-step guide.
1: Yeah. And really, there's like only one step. That's right. I heard somebody today. I don't know who it was, but he says the only... It was me. It was not <laughs> you. I think it was... Uh, who was it? I don't know. I was listening to a podcast. It says the only mandate, the only thing that Christians are actually commanded to do is pray. Mm. Is to pray. That's the only thing you can actually can do in your own... like Not say in your own power, but you know, is to pray.
0: Was it Mark Weezy? It, it wasn't. Was, no, it no, wasn't Marcus. But it sounds like something. It does, he w- does. Marcus. Something. Why don't you just take credit for that?
1: Yeah. He, hopefully he's listening. He is. Um So, anyways, yeah. Like I would just say, stay in that place, and you're gonna be walking through stuff like this. I'm sure some of you seasoned Christians are like, yeah, I'm walking through something like that right now. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not like what you're walking through, but it feel and there's a temptation to go back to orphan spirit. What? What? Are you about to say something?
0: Uh, I just. It's just amazing. I've been walking with the Lord like really, obviously my whole life in a sense because my parents were pastors and we grew up in it. But like really walking with the Lord for the past 10 years. And it's amazing how many times like, seasoned christians people that you would look at and go oh they have they they walk with the lord they hear his voice so clearly they just they're so anointed and you think that they have it together and they literally struggle with the same same stuff the same stuff that you think i've been walking with the lord for a long time i am way beyond this i should not it this seems like Mm -hmm. something a baby christian should be struggling with but nobody ever graduates from from the struggle
1: yeah there is no temptation that is not common to man Mm. but the lord has provided a way of escape like there's every, t- everybody struggles with the same stuff. All your superstar preachers that you mm-hmm. love, Stephen Furtick, Carl Lentz, oh, well, Carl Lentz, obviously, but sorry, Carl Lentz. Um, <laughs> oh my but- God, that I literally out. did not mean to do that. Oh, I will God. not edit it out. We do this straight. Okay, Stephen Furtick, uh, whatever, you get right. it. All those guys, I love them. Um, and we are praying for Carl Lentz. Like, yeah, I love that guy. Um, they all struggle with the same stuff you struggle with. And yes, I'm talking to you, person who's not in ministry, who like just lives like quote unquote normal life. Like they struggle with identity. They, they struggle with comparison. They struggle with all that stuff. Okay, like I remember listening to recently, I, we've already talked about it, Robbie Gallaty, Long Hollow Church, this church in Tennessee that's having this baptism revival. It's amazing. He was talking about this season of nine months that he just pursued the Lord. And he was not pursuing the Lord for his church. He was pursuing it for himself. Cause he's like, I need to be revitalized. Like I'm just struggling in my life. Not struggling, but he was he was just dead. Empty. And so he said, one of the th- yeah, empty. He said, one of the things the Lord started to do was to show areas of his heart that were dirty. And he's like, honestly, I thought I was good. I thought it was clean. I thought I was had it all together. He said the Lord started to show me that I was insecure that mm-hmm. he said i he said and they're a mega church like a mega mega church he said i would be i had trouble with comparison of other pastors of other churches i would compare and i would get jealous and all this and like you're thinking you know as a pastor of a of a church around a 100 or something you're like how do you church of several you know tens of thousands or whatever mm-hmm. struggle with comparison like you know we're always like what would i would give to be you know what in your shoes or something. But everybody struggles. There is no temptation that is not common to man.
0: How do we get here?
1: <laughs> talking about orphan spirit, I think.
0: <laughs> but we're supposed to be talking about being saved into the new man. Got...
1: <laughs> it's being led it's, by the Holy it's Spirit. Good. It's good. What, what do you think, and maybe for you, um, I just feel the to talk about this for a second, the orphan spirit. I think maybe there's some who are listening and they're like, I have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. What is it for you, and I'm putting you on the spot here, I think... Orphan spirit. Go. What does
0: it mean, you mean? Yeah, like, maybe
1: or maybe what it means specifically to you, and maybe generally. Well... Um, how does it manifest?
0: Well, I will say, first, what it means to me is, like, Roman says that we are we are no longer um, a slave to sin, but we are mm-hmm. um, sons and daughters that cry out, Abba, Father, right? And mm-hmm. it goes on to say that our spirit, like, literally touches the spirit of mm-hmm. of God, and, like, that's how we know that we are sons and daughters, and yeah. we have the spirit of adoption. Um, And so... I probably just butchered that because I'm not looking at it. No, (laughs) that's great. But you get it. Um, But it talks about us having the spirit of adoption. Uh So we're either adopted, we're Uh sons and daughters, or we're not. Mm -hmm. And I think that we, I I think that like I was saying earlier, we kind of, we know that we're saved, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's like, okay, I'm saved. Mm -hmm. Thank the Lord. I'm not going to hell. But we kind of just stay there. We don't realize that we have access to God as a father now. Yeah. And the same access. We're heirs with co heirs with Christ. Mm. So we have the same access to the Father as the Son did. Mm. We're just as much his inheritance as the Son was. Yeah. We're just as much. We are also grafted into the vine, just like yeah. the Jews. Like we we are sons and daughters. Right. And I think that we don't always get there we don't always yeah. like put on the mind of christ that says yeah. hey i'm a son i'm a daughter right. doesn't mean that things won't be hard i think sometimes people can kind of get it twisted and take right. it too far and kind yeah. of
1: name it and claim it name or it and kind of claim of it yeah. and
0: just whatever and like kind of think that we're above and beyond all that stuff temptation and all that stuff right. but I, I think that that's what it is i think it's not knowing mm. that we have access to him yeah. like we can come sit on him literally come and sit on his lap yeah like, that he is good and that he loves us and that we we have access to him. But for me, how does it manifest? I think um, it's just, like, believing old lies. Mm. Like, the enemy, I don't think, I don't know. I never really struggled with something new. It's, yeah. it's, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> it's like, like it, the devil's like, I don't even need to use anything new. He doesn't need anything new
0: because the right. old things worked before. Yeah. And so yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. whatever the... Worked on the old person. Yeah. It tries to like manifest itself. Yeah. It tries to resurface. And so it may be in new areas, but it True. is the same tactic. And yeah. that's why it's important to renew the mind and to yeah. to pray in the spirit and to read the word and quote scripture and all the things yeah. that the, the word tells us to do because the enemy is shooting those fiery darts yeah. at us. And, and that spirit, if that's what you want to call it, that mindset, yeah. if you're uncomfortable with the word spirit, whatever, yeah. like... It tries to raise its ugly head. Right, yeah. So I don't know how does it. For me, I think um, it can it can look like believing the lie that I'm overlooked or mm. I'm 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 passed by or that I'm yeah. taking the back seat to people or that yeah. um maybe maybe I'm not as favored as other people or whatever like or it's crazy cause or in those moments super it, insecurity it feels really real. yes if it, it feels very real. Yeah, and it's, especially if something happens that comes and like validates that life. Oh, of course. And and our situation sometimes feels so real. I like a thing about with our kids. There are mm. some times when Madeline is doing something, but I'm trying to focus on Henry doing his homework. Yeah. And so I will be like, Madeline, go in your room and play. In her little, her little mind, she could be thinking mommy loves Henry more than me because she doesn't want me around. And in that situation, it actually appears that way. It appears because I'm like, go away. (laughs) You know, it (laughs) appears that I don't, but that's not true. But I think that happens with us sometimes. Sometimes our situation, maybe the Lord really is saying no about something or he really is focusing on or another person, another person. And so it feels like, but it's not true. Yeah. And then those lies validate that situation.
1: No, I was, um, that's great. I, I wanted to like, And I want to share a little bit of how it works with me just because like I think for for some people who are not familiar with that language or maybe even who are, I don't want it just to be kind of like, you know, like what we say, like high language, like just this lofty speech about like, oh, an orphan spirit or the spirit of adoption and all this. I want to like make it practical. You know, like I want to make I want to bring it into the argument for you and your husband in your bedroom. Like I want to make it to where you can see like, ah, that's what was happening in that moment. It wasn't like. It wasn't me. It was a spirit. It was the enemy lying to me, and me coming into agreement, saying yes, that lie is true about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, we
0: do have to take responsibility on sure. that side of, yeah, of believing course. the lies and coming into agreement. We are empowering the yeah. liar.
1: I think. I think for myself, or in spirit, um, definitely, it, it always has to do with stuff me feeling like I have to do stuff myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with just trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think at the root of that I struggle with selfishness. Mm-hmm. Don't be say- you're saying uh-huh, way too quick. <laughs> well, what did no. you
0: say on Sunday when you were preaching something about oh, <laughs> I regret marrying this person? Oh, oh that, was, that was that was
1: that was not talking about you. Uh, but like, so you know, for instance, if oh I don't know if we just need to get something done. You know, like we're we're looking for a house and we're just be, we're trying doing to figure
0: that. out how to do
1: it. I am just. Is a bad habit. I am really quick to hop on Zillow or hop on something or whatever instead of first hopping into my prayer closet. Mm. And maybe you're sitting there rolling your eyes like, oh my gosh, super spiritual. I'm sorry, but I actually feel that like that's what the Lord wants you to do.
0: It's exactly what He wants.
1: Like He wants you to pray first. And even just beyond that, like with things in my job, I, I'm just really quick to like wanting to fix stuff. Or just wanting to do stuff myself. And I think at the heart of it, it's because I feel like i if no one else is going to do it. If, if, if I don't do it, no one else is going to do it. And it's because I don't trust the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't trust the Lord. And I feel like a lot of people who struggle with that struggle with giving. I struggle sometimes with giving. And that's why you and I have lived like a generous lifestyle. It sounds counterintuitive. But because I'm lucky that I've learned this kind of truth early on. And the only way to really combat selfishness is to be a cheerful giver mm-hmm. and that we have just tried. like every time I give beyond my means and beyond our means, it's me trying to kill that thing mm-hmm. in me. It's like, I will exercise this muscle and make the other one weaker. Um, cause I've had years of exercising the other one and it's really strong. Um, but I think that's for me is like just trying to do things in my own strength and at the heart of it is not trusting the Lord. Um, and yeah, and it's it's really, really difficult. It's in, And I think it was easier in that one when we were single or not single. Yeah, when we were single or even early married. But now they have kids. It's like I think a lot of parents struggle to trust the Lord with their kids. Mm-hmm. They're like, I can trust them for me and my wife or me and my husband. But now it's my babies. And it's like, I know the Lord loves me, but I'm not. It's And, I, and you know what? I wonder, it's just hitting me right now. We say like, oh, I know that he loves me, but I'm just struggling with my kids. If you struggle with the Lord, trust trusting the Lord for your kids, I'm not really convinced you are convinced that he loves you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yes and no. Like, I think that sometimes, I was just thinking about this before you said mm-hmm. that. It's kind of like what I was saying earlier. It's like we're thankful for his love in the sense that we know he saved us. Mm -hmm. We know. And honestly, if that's all he ever did, it's enough. It should be enough, but that's not all he did. That's not all. He like literally came to destroy the works of the devil. All of them, poverty, like all, all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, every part of our soul Mm -hmm. and our mind that the enemy has come to destroy. Jesus has come to give life. Yeah. Um, but I think that we just stop at salvation Mm. and, we think that just not going to hell is enough. Yeah. But really we were saved. We're we're going to be talking about what we're saved unto and into, but it's into the kingdom of heaven, not just getting into heaven one day, but living Mm -hmm. as sons and daughters now living in the reality that we were saved unto something. Um. And so I think, we just stop at the reality of, oh, he loves me because he saved me. Mm. We don't actually understand that he loves us as a father loves a child. Mm. And so when when we look at our kids, we're like, well, oh, I know he wants to save them, but I don't know if he wants to provide for them. I don't know mm. because we don't really understand. And especially because like as much as we like love 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 our kids and we'll give anything and everything we're still limited yeah and so we still sometimes have that mindset yeah. like well i'm limited so he's limited so too. he's limited too yeah, and he's for sure he's
1: <laughs> yeah he's not limited
0: he's um what does Corey russell say he's from everlasting like yeah. he 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 is everlasting he was everlasting mm. he's from everlasting like there is no limit but yeah. our finite minds sometimes just cannot grasp yeah. it that's why it's so important to be praying for the spirit right. of wisdom and revelation. Right. I really want to start talking about the new man, but we also are like at forty five minutes, so
1: yeah. Let's hit a couple of scriptures and then we'll we'll call we'll it.
0: Call it, and then next week we'll we'll
1: talk about the marriage. Maybe we'll come back and
0: it? no, we can. I think like finish with with the new man because I feel okay. like there's so. I mean, there's you, so more stuff to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, talking about the old white skin. Passed. I time
1: <laughs> passed. Went fine. Okay, so I want to go through just a couple things. Definitely, this right here. So we're in Second Corinthians five, verse seventeen. This is amazing. This is amazing. It says, "If therefore if anyone is in Christ, so if you be your, if you're saved, if you call your you know if you accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, whatever, um, this is you. He is a new creature, a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, the new things have come. I love this scripture." And I want to, and I think this is this is one of those scriptures where we have to ask ourselves a question. This is how I picture this scripture: is Paul is talking, and he's kind of like um, uh, talking about what the Lord is almost seeing. He's like that when a person accepts Jesus and they are ra- they are raised from spiritual death into spiritual newness of life, they have become a new creature. Like that word, new creature literally means what it says it means a creature that has never been before like it is something brand new and so um like in the lord's eyes it's like ah this is something new like i've created something brand new like a new um almost like species if you like something brand new a redeemed person this is a good it's something I've been doing for myself and I've I've been asking people to do this like when you read that and you're like oh a new creature do you feel like you are a brand new creature like compared to like who you were before before Jesus right now sitting in your living room in your car in your wherever in the bathroom maybe listening to this do you feel like a brand new creature or do you just feel kind of like the same old person who's always kind of been around, but yet you just have some new habits? You kind of go to church and you try to kill some of the old habits, like cussing and doing whatever, and you don't drink and stuff like that. But you're kind of the, you don't feel the same because what he says is this: he says you become a new creature. The old things, literally old man, has been has passed away. Think about like baptism under the water. He stays there. The old man stays. And when you're raised out of the water, literally a new person. Behold, the new things have come. Do you feel that reality in your life right now? If there's any hesitation, I think that's an invitation to say, Lord, what's going on? And this is something that I'm going to say a lot in our podcast This is no condemnation. There's no shame. This is an invitation. This is like a life raft for you right now, okay? Religion is a beautiful mistress for a relationship. One more time. Religion is a beautiful mistress for a relationship. What am I talking about? I'm talking about you've been raised in church your whole life like me and Tiffany you were raised around religion it's hard it's sorry it's really easy rather for you to be like when somebody says hey when were you saved i've heard this thing a million times and if this is your story it doesn't mean it's not true but like when were you saved oh um, sometime when i was in kid church you know like you get saved every week i think one one it just kind of stuck one of those times and if you're if you're living a genuine walk great but for a lot of people, it just kind of happened that way, and then as the years progress, you just kind of like stayed in church and then doing the thing. Yeah, there's a still an emptiness there, but you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not unsaved because I go to church all the time. I've been in church since I was a little kid. Maybe even your dad's the pastor or a deacon, or in my instance, a deacon, and a mom's a worship leader. There's no way I'm not saved. Maybe you're like me though. You go somewhere and you see a person who's a Christian, and you realize. They have something I don't. And you have to ask yourself, do you feel like a new creation? Or do you just feel like the same old, same old? What do you got, babe?
0: Nothing. I was, okay. I was listening. I was reading. Colossians um, Colossians 310 while oh, you were yeah. talking. And um, it says, and have put on the new self mm. who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Wow. But this, I love Colossians 3. I'm sorry, the NLT. It says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Mm. The new nature is literally like Christ. Mm. But I really believe the the only way to really know him is to be with him. Yeah. Is to read the Word and to yeah. study His life, and to study the words of Paul, yeah. and then to pray in the Spirit because the Spirit reveals the mind of God.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going.
0: I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, it's just so good. Like uh-huh. the new nature is is re- revealed by the Word of God, and it's revealed by the Spirit of God. Yeah, it's revealed by being with one being with the one whom we're to become like. When we say all the time, you become what you behold. When you behold him, you become like him. And the new man is like him.
1: Mm. Yeah, I want to read Romans 12. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good acceptable and perfect there has to be a trans it has to be a renewing of the mind like and so one of the one of the scriptures i just saw a second ago was this right here let me pull it back up oh goodness where are you at Okay, um, is is one of the ones you, uh, you just read? Um, but uh, having being Colossians three ten, having been put on the new self, which is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image. So basically, what is he saying? Romans twelve says, renew your mind. Like your mind should be constantly being renewed, not conformed to the world, but be transformed to the renewing of your mind. That word transform is literally the same word that describes Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. You remember this, when his becomes like Edward Cullen, when his skin starts to sparkle, you know, <laughs> okay, and his clothes become like lightning, and he's just, that's that same word. So you literally start to become transformed as he was into your true nature. And what are you being transformed? Like, what am I transformed into? Like a a, a transformer? No, you're being transformed, according to Colossians 3.10, into the image of the one who created, do you feel like you are being conformed every single day to be more like Jesus? Ask yourself this. I mean, these are questions I've been asking myself. Do I look like the Lord? Do I look more like Jesus right now than I did last year? And if you're like, if you're struggling to come up with an answer, okay, like that's an indication, not of guilt and shame, but of like, Lord, you need to help me. Show me. Maybe I need to actually recommit my life to you. Maybe I need to like have my eyes open. Maybe I need to lay down some things. Maybe I've been partnering with a spirit, an orphan spirit that is not from you.
0: Maybe I've been believing lies or just yeah. continuing to be the same person, believing that I'm going to be the same person. Yeah. I'm just going to be Tiffany. I'm just, this is who I am and how I'm yeah. supposed to be. But Romans 13 says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lust. And I don't think that that just means like sexual desires. I think yeah. it just means, honestly, we like familiarity. Yes. And sometimes the lust of the flesh is just doing things that we're familiar with. We just, like to be comfortable. Just being the person that we're comfortable being. Yeah. We're comfortable with our junk. We're comfortable with with our sometimes our pain. Sometimes yeah. we're comfortable with... Just being who we we used to be, it's like okay, I got saved and now I'm going to heaven, but yeah. um, I'm still a hot mess, and I, I'm yeah. I'm okay with it because it's what I know, and and the scripture says, no, you're new, and to put on that new person who yeah. is Christ, who looks yeah. like Christ.
1: You know, I it kind of maybe we can land the plane here. We're, all, we're almost at an hour. Um, it kind of goes back to this right here. Um, something that the Lord kind of gave Tiffany and I in the early days of our youth ministry. Um, Jesus. Bless (laughs) him, him, Lord. Um, It was this saying we said over and over and over again, um, hundreds of times. It says it has to look like something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what we're getting at is we're talking about the new man today. And we're saying you.
0: Being saved unto something looks like something.
1: James says this. James, it wrecked me in James. It says. You show me your works by your faith. He says, I'll show you my faith by my works. And some people, a religious thing, like, oh, how it's not works. He's not talking about that. He's saying this. He says, my faith is so genuine that it will produce things. It'll look he like has something. a confidence. Mm-hmm. And so what am I saying? It says it has to look like something. Don't just tell me you're a Christian. Show me. The Lord never said He says they will know you by your words they will know you by your uh political affiliation he says they will know you by your love for each other they will know that i love you by the they will know you by your fruit fruit is something you can taste touch smell feel
0: fruit is also something that like it grows. like it It grows grows increases yes
1: and so what are we saying if you and and I'm gonna say this in all humility and all love. I've been kind of hinting at it. Jesus gives a parable. He says, The kingdom of God is gonna be like this. He says, There's gonna be wheat and tares, and they're gonna to grow together, and that one day the the harvest and the reaper will come and he will separate the wheat and the tares. And the disciples are like, What are you talking about? And he said and he tells them, he says, This is what it's gonna be like. That people will grow together, and that at the end of the day, end of the age, the angels will come and separate the believers from the non-believers. What it means to me is this: is that there are those who believe they are saved. It's it's um, what he says in Matthew that they come to me, Lord, Lord. Did we not all this stuff in your name? Prophesy, cast out demons, do many wonders, and he says, "Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you." There are going to be those listening to this podcast in the church, everywhere, who really are convinced.
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And
1: what I'm here to say, in all love, and because I really love you, and maybe no one's ever told you this, but I'm telling you this not to condemn you or shame you. It's because I genuinely want to see you with me in paradise one day, is maybe you're not good. If you've asked yourself some of those questions or we've been talking about, and you're like, yeah, I don't feel like a new creation. I don't feel like I'm being transformed into the image of whatever. And I'm not talking about having bad days, okay? We had a couple rough weeks here, you know, mm-hmm. like we got sick and just, you know, depression and it's been tough, but it's like the stock market, you know, just because you have a week that's bad, doesn't mean the entire year, it can't be a financial gain. When you take a step back, that's why I said a year is a great way to measure this. You say, am I closer to God this year than I was last year? Or maybe for you, has it been a steady decline and you've just been getting further and further and further away from the Lord? No condemnation, but this is love. I would just urge you, plea with you. Please ask the Lord tonight, right now, like, Lord, are we okay? And I believe He will tell you. And maybe today, like, you will begin to feel the arms of love come around you. And maybe you thought you were a new creation. You thought you were a new man but the lord says like baby you ain't seen nothing yet like mm-hmm. you thought like what you had was real this is the this is the encouraging thing if you're like yeah i think that's me here's the encouraging thing you thought what you had was genuine christianity wait until you taste the real thing mm-hmm. it's amazing it's so much it's like it's peace beyond explanation okay and so like i mean i just i feel this like this burden of the lord to to invite people into like genuine christianity you have anything? I want to pray at the end. No,
0: but. I would just say um, just because I know people are gonna be listening and feel like that's like condemning and harsh well, and and dis- just disconnect yeah. or be like I don't want to hear this or whatever. Like, yeah. nope, you lost me. Um, like it's hard to say that kind of stuff and even like wrestling with it myself as he says this kind of stuff because I'm such a worry wart and like oh somebody, but. I would just encourage people to read the word, like really read the word. And when you read it, pray that the Holy spirit himself give you wisdom and revelation to open your eyes as you read it. Because I've, I've had conversations with people before where they're like, well that, you know, so-and-so says this. I don't, I don't care what so-and-so says. I care mm. what the scripture says. Yeah. And I believe that we have crossed like this, this point in the spirit in these last year, especially yeah. with the climate of the world that like we're going places in the spirit and we, we're we not going back. And like it's in, it's imperative that the body of Christ like Step really looks like the bride. Yeah. Like That's he's right. the scripture is very clear that the bride is going to be without spot, without wrinkle, without yeah. blemish. Like she's a pure holy bride. Yeah. And there's just it's not a game. This, this is game. I get so grieved because like I think of like our our brothers and sisters who are being martyred and persecuted and all this stuff. And we just so, and I'm not saying that I want to be martyred or persecuted. I'm not, I'm not saying that we don't have trials and tribulations, but we just can't grasp it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then we hear a gospel that is a little uncomfortable and like get offended. And then we're like, Nope, I don't want that. I want, I want this thing that makes me feel good. And that's actually, actually scriptural too, where he says it'll be like, um, Like having itching ears, you know, like wanting to hear teachers for itching ears. Yeah, wanting to hear things that make us feel good, and like Mm -hmm. obviously never want to condemn anyone or tell somebody they're not saved when they are. That's not that's not the point. The point is, is just saying like, hey, if you have not put on the new man, then put on the new man. Yeah, then ask the Lord to help you put on the new man. If you're struggling with believing the same lies over and over and over. Break those lies in your life and renew your mind. Yes. Pray in the spirit. Quote scripture. Write scripture down and post it on your wall. Repent. Like change your, repent, change your thoughts, change the way you think, like turn away from the way you're thinking and think the thoughts of Christ. It's not like this condemnation or this, Mm -mm. it's not hard either. Like it's not complicated. It's just, it's just simply doing what the scripture says. Yeah
1: yeah let me pray um lord we love you well i just thank you for the people who are listening right now and god even if like we've done this whole thing even all the episodes for like one person to come back to you to come back to genuine sonship to daughterhood (laughs) lord that's all that matters and Lord, I just pray that I know, like Tiffany said, the enemy is going to try to bring condemnation like in the accusing of the brethren. He's going to try to point the finger at them and see, and say things like, see, they're just trying to accuse you. They're making you feel about all this. And Lord, I just break those lies right now. I break those lies right now. And Father, I just ask you to speak truth to the people listening, God. I speak I speak truth to them, Lord. Break through the lies in Jesus' name. And let the light of your face shine on their hearts, God, that they may be granted repentance. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, um, reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook and share this. Um, tell your friends about the podcast. We would love to like start just connecting with you guys. Maybe we'll start doing some Facebook Lives and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, we're, we're really excited. We're Like I said, we're going to be trying to get one out at least once a week. It's probably not going to be on the same day, but uh, we're doing our best. Um, anyways, you anything you want to say? All right. Love you guys. Bye.